This episode has been brought to you by Soul Tribe Publishing House. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us again on Soul Sister Sunday podcast. This is Kim. And this is Jay, and we're very excited to be back yet again. Today's episode is What's Cooking Good Looking? And Kim and I decided that for this episode, we will cook something up from a recipe we found online, and we will take you guys on an auditory adventure with us as we cooked these delicious recipes that we found. Yeah, lots of fun. We're in the kitchen for a little bit, trying something new, and... I think I'll start with my, well, let's go back a little bit. Before we start talking about the foods that we made and how we found them, we'll give a little backstory of how we came about cooking. Yes. I want to hear your story, Kim. So how did you start cooking? (laughs) It's not much of a story. Like I'm not really a cook, but I do enjoy trying new foods and trying to make them on my own. I would say... I started cooking little small things and I was like maybe seven, eight years old. And when I say small things, I mean like, I used to help my mom like gut the fish and clean the fish before she'll fry it. Or I used to try to make my own little sandwiches with the stove or make my own small breakfast, real simple things. And as I got older and got more familiar with the kitchen and different foods, I took it upon myself to try different recipes and different ways of cooking. I'm not a top chef. Don't call call Gordon Ramsay on me. Like I'm not that type of person to be in the kitchen making all types of gourmet things, but I can look up a little recipe and make it up real quick. <laughs> Let it be known. She is not top chef. <laughs> not at all. Far from, trust me, you'll get something from me, but it won't be like filet mignon or whatever else people like this all fancy but flames and shit flying off of it don't look (laughs) for that for me that is so funny okay so I have some questions then so if you cooked when you were a kid and you said you helped your parents what did you say the scale of fish yeah gut the fish and scrape the scales off of it Ooh, and you don't do that now because you are plant-based Yes, I have not had a piece of meat since I was like 15 years old. So I started in high school. So I still cook meat for my daughter. She likes meat. She loves ribs. She loves chicken. She eats fish. But I don't buy fresh fish. I have to still gut it and scale it. (laughs) I buy the fillets already clean and handled. So I don't do that anymore. Okay. Do you teach your daughter how to do all that? Do all of what? How to... (laughs) scale and gut things yeah the way you were taught there's no passing on of knowledge happening no I've never bought a fresh fish in a house for her to see so I've never had to teach her that now she can make eggs she can make cereal she can make noodles like she knows how to make quick little meals but as far as like the big stuff she doesn't too much mess with it oh that's so interesting Okay, I think I'm so different than you because I am the gourmet type of person here. (laughs) Oh, I know you be cooking. (laughs) I be cooking, I be baking, but it's because I really enjoy the creativity that encompasses cooking and the level of love that you can put into something that you cook and you can taste it afterwards. So for me, I 
didn't enjoy cooking until I had my daughter. And then when I had her, I came to the realization that I didn't want anyone else baking her a cake for her birthday that wasn't me. And I'm like, let me learn how to bake real quick. <laughs> and along the years, I got certified in cake decorating and I worked in a kitchen. So I learned culinary by my work. And ever since then, I've enjoyed cooking. So I really enjoy cooking. And I think it does make you good looking. Oh, okay. That's nice. That's nice. So did you cook a lot when you were a kid? I saw my mom cook a lot and I would help her in the kitchen. So I too, like you, learned how to gut a fish and descale a fish and gut a chicken and defeather a chicken. So I learned all these basic things that people that are cooking professionally know how to do. So to me, I took that for granted and it wasn't until I got back in the kitchen as an adult that I'm just like, wow, like I learned this at home and it's great to put this to use. And I do try to pass it down to my kid as much as possible because that's our culture. That's our tradition. So for me, yeah, I teach her how to make empanadas and tostones and papusas. Like she's going to learn how to make this stuff because that's our culture. That's our roots. That's true. Well, your daughter is different from mine. Like when I do cook things of the culture, she doesn't really have an interest in them. So it's a little harder to try to get her her to get engaged with it like she loves to bake if we make cookies or cupcakes she'll be all into that but if I say I'm going to teach you how to fry chicken or I'm going to teach you how to make the oxtail soup that Paul makes she's like no, no I don't I want to learn that so very different that sounds very different well I'll learn how to how to cook oxtail soup tell me when we start It's real simple. I have to call my daddy and get the recipe, but I don't mind sharing it. (laughs) Let's go ahead and turn gears into what we actually cooked. So, Kim, what did you cook for this week's episode? Simple, easy vegan pancakes. It was like four, maybe five ingredients and really quick breakfast and was yummy. So that's what I made. Okay, cool. So what were these five ingredients? I used flour. I use plant-based milk. I like to use the almond and pea milk by Silk, but you can use any type of plant-based milk. I use a little bit of syrup, and I also use baking powder and salt. So yeah, five ingredients. Okay, syrup, like maple syrup? Yeah, you put maple syrup in the pancake batter, it makes it a little sweeter. Or you can use like vanilla extract, but I was out, so I use syrup instead. Ooh, okay. Good. Then how long did this take you to make? I was done in under an hour, honestly. Okay. And it, it, pancakes. Quick. I did like the little the little cute ones. I didn't do like the average size big pancakes. I did like maybe seven or eight of the I guess you call them silver dollar pancakes. Okay. Did that and, and split it with my daughter. I had half of it. She had the other half. And I am really disappointed that I could not find pumpkin puree in the store because I love pumpkin flavored things. And pumpkin in that pancake would have been absolutely wonderful. It's okay. I did have a banana and I had some strawberry almond milk yogurt. So I cut up some banana slices and put it over the pancakes with some extra syrup. And I had a side of the almond milk yogurt. Okay, all right. That sounds like a very rounded breakfast experience. 
Oh, I love breakfast. Like I eat breakfast every morning and I prefer to have a full breakfast, not just like a piece of toast. No, I need toast. I need avocado. I need my veggie sausages. Like I like full breakfasts. So it worked out for me. Great. All right. So then on a scale of one to five, what do you rate this food experience? I would give it a four only because I did not have my pumpkin puree. Okay. Then next question. What inspired you to do this particular recipe? I was scrolling on our Instagram page and I saw another set of sisters who are podcasters. I believe one sister was having a bad day and she decided to make pancakes for her to make her feel better. And so watching that video and I saw that it was vegan, quick and easy, I was like, ooh, I got to steal it. So that's how I came about it. We have to borrow it, ladies. We'll give you a special shout out. Okay, well, I borrowed the recipe, but I thank you for allowing me to borrow it. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Ingredients bought by self. (laughs) (laughs) But it was fun. I enjoyed it. (laughs) That was my breakfast. Quick one, two. Now, what did you make? I made something delicious. And I'll start with the inspiration. So I was scrolling through our Instagram once again, (laughs) as we tend to do, and I came across a post from Simply Mama Cooks, and she was making chicken and dumpling soup, and I said to myself, oh, that looks delicious, and it's really cold where I live. Chicken and dumpling soup sounded delicious, but something happened. Uh Uh-oh, what happened? I didn't have the biscuits that she was using in the video. So I had to improvise. Do you know what I did? I want to know. What did you do? I did not make my own biscuits. I made my own dumplings from scratch. And they turned out delicious. How do you make dumplings from scratch? Same question I had. I'm like, Google, how do you do this? And according to Google and according to the recipe that I followed, it was rather simple. It's just flour, a little bit of oil, a little bit of salt, and some water. And you mix it until it is the consistency of sticky batter, but it can hold its shape. And then you make it into a tiny dumpling and you drop it in the soup. And there you have dumplings. And it was delicious. Me and my daughter really enjoyed the chicken and dumpling soup that started with Simply Mama Cooks. So wait, this is probably me overthinking it, but dumpling is obviously flour-based. You have a lot of flour to make it. So you didn't cook it separately before adding it to the soup, or you just put it all in there and let it cook so the- all together? So the recipe is you make the soup first, you know, you get to boiling the chicken or whatever meat you're having. You do the vegetables with the meat if you want, or you do it in stock, whatever you prefer. But you get the stock cooking enough where all the flavor is there. And the last thing you do is add the dumplings to the soup when it's all the way done cooking it. But you still leave it so it can cook the dumplings when you drop them in. So I'll tell you the story that happened with us. So I have never done the dumplings before. So I'm just like, let me figure out what size these are going to be. So I get them the size of 
a little bit bigger than a quarter because I'm like, okay, they won't get that big. But in the recipe, you have to add baking powder. And I'm like, okay, so there's baking powder in there, but it won't make it grow that big. So I drop in these rather smaller dumplings that I assume are rather small. <laughs> I let them cook and they're cooking. I let them cook for like 10 minutes just because I, like you, have the idea of, well, it's flour. How do I know it's cooked all the way? You know, like I don't want doughy soup. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I come back, you know, you have to stick a fork in it. And if it comes out clean, then, you know, the dumpling is ready. But when I come back, I see that these little tiny dumplings that I thought were tiny have expanded to a big ginormous dumpling <laughs> that's covering <laughs> the top of my soup. <laughs> and all is well, you know, they look like big giant meatballs of dumplings, but they turned out to be really yummy and the soup was really yummy. We really enjoyed it and we had it for as leftovers the next day and once again it was really cold so we enjoyed that soup again and it was really really yummy highly recommended oh okay cool cool so what like spices or anything like that did you add to the soup i put paprika i put cumin i put salt i like pink salt i don't do traditional uh, kosher salt or traditional you know white salt uh, I do black pepper. I do a little bit of cayenne pepper just because I like the kick of it. And did I say cumin already? And some cumin. And of course, chicken broth, chicken cube or whatever the flavoring is. But for you, Miss Ma'am, you could probably do a vegetable stock and just do a vegetable soup with dumplings. That sounds delicious too. That's what I usually do whenever I make like a soup or anything that calls for broth. I just replace it with vegetable broth and add extra, you know, spices so it actually tastes like something. Yeah, my daughter calls it the water with some flavoring. She's like, Mama, that's still tap water. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, there's a difference. (laughs) It doesn't taste like tap water when you're eating it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you now, on a scale of one to five, what would you rate your dumpling soup? Ooh, I definitely would rate it a five. I can't wait to do it again, but take into account that the dumplings need to be way smaller because they get big. Uh, and I would change the type of meat that I use just because I was out of meat. I didn't use chicken breast. I use the thigh and that's different kind of meat. And I, for a soup, I think I would do chicken breast. Okay, I never understood that. So what's the difference? Because to me, if it comes from the same animal, then it's all the same thing. Uh, The texture is different. The way it cooks is different. The way that it takes flavor is different. Really? Yes. (laughs) In my mind, it's it's calculating different in my mind because I'm like, okay, it's still chicken. It is still chicken, but your thigh is different meat than your breast. They are used for different things. So it's the composite of the meat is different. But that's why you sometimes pound your meat so it could be, so you could change the way that it is. Sometimes that's why people don't buy tough meat when you're talking about steak. So nobody wants tough steak. Okay, maybe that's something that I missed out on in not being a meat eater. Because I honestly <laughs> didn't think like <laughs> it made a difference. 
It makes a difference for sure. But for the soup, definitely, I still would give it a five just because at the end of the day, I think recipes is what you make it. And these are just inspirations to recipes. Okay, very good. So in the future, when you try the soup again, do you think, even though it's a five, do you think there's something else you would try a little different with? Like, would you maybe make a side dish? I'm just greedy. I like side dishes. So would you maybe make a side dish or anything like that to go with it? Uh, Not a side dish, but I think I would add more vegetables. This time I added just carrots and potatoes because I was low on vegetables and I didn't want to go out. (laughs) Fair enough. It's cold. When you go outside, it's just cold. And I didn't want to go out, so that's the only vegetables that I had on hand. But next time, I would like to add some mushrooms, some more hearty vegetables, maybe some sweet potatoes. That would be delicious. But definitely change the size of the dumplings. They were just too big. (laughs) Well, that's why we cook and we do these things. We live and we learn, right? So, you know, next time, what to do? That's okay. Yeah, so definitely for listeners out there, by all means, it's so simple to make chicken and dumplings that you can follow Simply Mama Cooks and she'll teach you the way because the way that I saw it it under one minute, it definitely got me hooked that I made it and that was delicious. I did not let the non-biscuit can existing in my house stop me from doing this. (laughs) (laughs) That's good though. You got to give me a lot of it. And it being cold it's a nice dinner meal whatever you want to call it it's warm you up yes for sure wonderful wonderful so i have more questions about this simply mama cooks which i've been scrolling and snooping on her instagram as well but i don't remember seeing a lot of meatless things on her page so do you know she does like a lot of vegan vegetarian things too Oh, that's a really good question. I think that would be a challenge for her to do. Maybe we could give her a shout out and say, hey, shout out vegan options or non-meat options. That's a really good mm-hmm. question. Anytime I do look at her stuff, it's mostly meat. Okay, that's what I thought too. But I also thought too, maybe I was overlooking. But Simply Mama, for your non meat eating fans it would be nice to get a meal or two without meat that's all yeah just a quick challenge next time shout us out on a recipe that doesn't include meat (laughs) splendid like we discussed we want to spend more time well you spend a lot of time in the kitchen already but i would like to spend more time in the kitchen to avoid the whole fast food thing or to avoid the whole frozen food tv dinner type of thing So what other recipe would you think about trying in the future? That's a really good question. We're going to have to wait and talk about it in the next episode. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Maybe I'll do lunch next time instead of breakfast. Yeah, maybe we could switch it off. I think this time I made dinner. And next time I would love to do some breakfast because I did have some recipes that I do see as a potential but we'll have to wait and see okay and same here i have a couple different recipes like i mentioned before y'all i'm a little lazy so quick and easy recipes is my thing but i got something in mind (laughs) you're probably gonna end up getting a seven course meal from me while you get a (laughs) half a course meal from kim (laughs) 
Stay tuned. But you'll like it though. It'll be yummy. <laughs> yes, all of it will be definitely yummy. Stay tuned for What's Cooking But Looking Season 1 premiere. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> if anyone wants to go look, there is a video on the Instagrams of... I called it Instagrams. Have you heard people say that before? Yes. <laughs> so over there on our Instagram, there is a video of me making an attempt to make these pancakes easy video I don't really go into whole chef Emeril Lagasse or Julie Child's mode like it's a quick video so go check it out leave her some likes so she can do it again maybe <laughs> by the end of the season she will be Kim LaChild <laughs> that sounds like a bogus rap name Kim LaChild <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you are the abandoned child of Destiny Child. <laughs> I'm the member that didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, you're the one in the shadow. <laughs> oh, that's fine, that's fine. But yeah, <laughs> there'll be a video. We're so excited to have the response that we've been getting from you guys. Thank you so much once again. Don't forget to check out our previous episodes. Look out for our future episodes. Kim, do you want to give them a rundown of future episodes? Okay, so yeah, sure. I'll let them know what we got coming up next. We are going to do an episode on the Mandela Effect, which I'm sure some of you may have heard of or be familiar with. We'll have some cool things about that. We will also have a Valentine's Day episode. Nothing lovey-dovey. We're not going to do all that. Nothing against it, but we're going to take a different route with Valentine's Day. And we will also have another Podcasters Can You Hear Us episode where we will shout out some more podcasts that we've listened to. And there is still a special one floating around. You got to stay tuned to find out. That sounds very exciting. I hope you guys tune in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, let us know what's up. Slide into our DMs. Yes, if you have recipes that you want us to try, please give it to us. If you have other podcasters you want us to listen to, we're open for any conversations. So let us know. So there it is. Go cook something good today. It's Sunday. Have a good meal indulge make some pancakes <laughs> make some dumpling soup and we'll talk to y'all later bye this episode is being brought to you by soul tribe publishing house